Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to episode number 49 of Inbound Sales Journey. This is your host, Gray McKenzie, joined by Ryan Herman. And today, we are diving into a hot topic. We're going to dive into the concept of growth-driven design. And should you, as an agency, get into growth-driven design and uh, and work specifically on HubSpot COS, but, but really the larger conversation around growth-driven design, is that something that you should be into if you're not into right now? So, Ryan, I'm going to kick it over to you. What are your first thoughts on growth-driven design? Well, I I actually get this question a lot, Gray. Um, here's how it comes up for me, like some context behind it. So when I do demos for people of, uh, of Do Inbound, we inevitably start talking about our agency, about Guava Box, kind of the path that we took and, and where they're at. And I always mention, you know, that HubSpot COS is a big part of what we do. Uh, that we're getting into growth-driven design, and um, but primarily that you know the COS is where we started, and that you and Ben are on the uh, the COS advisory board there. And they always ask me, they'll say things like, "Oh, you know, I've thought about getting into the COS. Like, was that a good idea? How did that work for you guys?" And I have a couple of thoughts, Gray. And then I don't do any of the design work. I'm not uh, particularly gifted in coding, as you like to make fun of me and remind me frequently about. Never. Never. <laughs> right. So, but I'll, I'll give you some of my thoughts and from a sales perspective. And then I'm curious, Gray, to hear your thoughts as an agency owner slash COS developer perspective. Let's go. So, my sales perspective is this I love that we do uh, HubSpot COS work. And the reason I love it is because we're good at it. And I know at this point I'm educated enough through us being good at it to know how to sell it well and the benefits um, of it. So a little bit biased to say yes. And the other thing that I like about it, Gray, is this. When you are looking at inbound marketing, and that's basically like the primary goal, right, is to get people on an inbound marketing retainer um, for us and for probably most of the agencies that are listening to this. Typically, people are trying to sell the marketing first. And then they run into the problem when they've gone ahead and they've built out the strategy that web, web design needs to be redone and maybe in the COS. And they're either not doing it or they are thinking about doing it as an agency. And this is when they start, this is the reason, right, that, that sparks to, oh, should we get into HubSpot COS design? Why I really like it is because for us, we actually get leads the opposite way sometimes. Because there's not a million agencies that are HubSpot COS agencies, there's a more limited pool, we'll get leads that will come to us saying, I'm specifically looking for a website redesigned in the HubSpot COS, and we heard that you guys are very good at this. And what I do is I almost just reverse the conversation, and instead of later on saying, you need a new website redesigned in the COS, I'll say, well, why do you want this website redesign in the COS. And what that does is that opens up a sales process and a nice conversation into them wanting to do more than just have a nice looking website, but they're already obviously bought into HubSpot. They're looking to get things transferred over and there's probably a purpose behind that. And the sales process to get them to, well, what about the strategy 
that you guys want to develop and how about implementing some of the content that's going to be on the website and designing it in such a way with those things in mind lends itself again right nicely into a game plan and why we should start with that before just jumping right into a website redesign and then the retainer upsell from there so for us it's just one more source of leads people who are just coming thinking they just want a website or at least a little bit more op- open to that that conversation when they're looking at a C- cos redesign um because of their they're already you know bought into uh bought into hubspot so i i like it gray i i like it a lot what i will say is this before I let you go here, you have two options. It's a lot of work, right, to become proficient in the COS and start doing uh, website designs. It's not something that, I, that I'm advocating, certainly, hey, you should get into this, um, because I really don't think that is true for most people. I don't want people to lose their focus, look at it as a shiny object, and start running after it. I think your other option is start making some friendships and relationships with other agencies who are doing COS work that you can pull in when you need a partner, when you need that done. So again, you can still have that to say, yeah, we can get you, you know, we can redo the website on the COS. And when you figure that out as part of the strategy, it's not like, oh shoot, how are we going to do this? Because you have the relationship, you have the ability to do it. But if you want to be one of those agencies, the other opportunity again is not just new leads that want websites redone um, you know, for you, but another source of revenue is you can be that agency that other agencies look to partner with because they don't want to do COS work in-house. Um, so just another kind of revenue stream. We've had certainly plenty of agencies, Gray, approach us and say, hey, uh, you know, this is something we're not trying to get into, but would you guys be willing to do some sort of partnership here on this whenever we bring a lead? And then they'll bring a nice lead to us and they've done all the work of the sales process. We just have to build the site and implement it for them. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think you hit on most of the most of the big items here. I think um, on the growth driven design topic specifically, like I'm kind of assuming that, and, and maybe this is a bad assumption, so maybe I'll revise this as I'm going here. I was assuming that you're already doing some web design and you're trying to decide, do we shift our model from hey we're doing some web design into growth driven design? But maybe I shouldn't assume that. Maybe I should also think that people might not be doing it. I think either way, don't do it just because it's getting pushed on you just because this is a new movement and i want to uh kind of as we get going here give a shout out to luke summerfield at hubspot and the folks who are um who are really investing a lot of time and energy into the growth driven design methodology and building this out as a new way of doing things and this is kind of hubspot's take now um through you know with luke kind of leading the charge on hey what happened with inbound marketing where we created uh a term for it we named it we gave it a methodology and we pushed it hardcore and it works um i think that the same thing is what you know it's kind of the host hot take now on web design so um i i number one i mean i think uh we got to hand it to them that they're doing a great job on that and, and luke is doing a really good job leading the community here and pushing really hard on this uh to grow this concept and the idea Really, growth-driven design is just summing up what we should have realized and I think what um, what should have been happening all along, that there should always be an element of continuous optimization and continuous improvement. The whole cycle of we build a website and we don't touch it for two years and then we go back and rebuild it again, that's a broken model. There's There's no way around that. Now, the flip side of that is I think you look at it and you say, just because we're preaching growth-driven design – don't think that big iterations just disappear. 
if you completely rebrand, rebrand, you can't just go with a half and half site for you know while you're, while you're building out the rest of it. You don't want to have hey our homepage is all our new branding. We rebuilt that one, but all the rest of our pages are still the old stuff. Now there's a really inconsistent user experience. So I I don't think that you can get away completely from when we do a redesign. There's going to be elements where um, you, you either have to live with mismatching or you have to do it's not just continually uh, pushing one little thing new. And I think that the whole lean methodology, the lean startup movement and agile and how much emphasis has gone on to that in the last probably five years specifically, I think that there's a danger of going too far in that direction to the point where you're always to, to a point where it just kind of reflects maybe maybe a larger cultural narrative where we're becoming <clears throat> less and less committal <clears throat> to big ideas until we've proven something out about them. And I think that uh, there's a lot of good that goes along with that. I think there's also um, the potential to to kind of go too far on the other side of things. So <clears throat> all that to say, if you're currently doing web design, I think we have to look at this and say um, this is something – this is – a movement that's not going to get any smaller moving forward. This is, I think, ultimately, if done right, better for our customers. It's yet another way to smooth out cash flow for us. There's a lot of uh, winning attributes to this, and we need to take a good, hard, long look at growth-driven design. It's not doing. It's not worth doing if you're only going to do it as a token, though, if you're only going to incorporate it because everyone else is doing it. You have to go in. If you're going to go in on it, go in on it seriously and make it worthwhile for your clients. Now, if you're not doing web design right now, I think that what what uh, what Ryan brought up, the opportunity to partner with other folks, I think it's a big deal. You either need to invest in the team, the infrastructure, and the skill set to be able to do it well, or you should find a way to partner and focus on the things that you already are doing well. Um, so that would be my recommendation there. I think we're going to see uh, more and more partnerships. I think that there are complications in that model, but I think that uh, that those are probably more easily overcome. And I'm really, really tired of seeing people uh, learn how to write a little bit of code in HubSpot COS and use a drag-and-drop template builder and call themselves HubSpot COS developers who have very little conversion sense, very little design sense, and create terrible user interfaces for the end user because it was the only way that they knew to pull the pieces together. That type of thing is, is really frustrating to see in the community, and I don't think it's good for anyone. And I think that most of the time we're seeing that from uh, smaller agencies who are just trying to offer another service to increase their their revenue line. When really what they should be doing is stepping back, pushing on the client, being stronger in the sales process, defining what they do do well, and uh, finding a partner to work on the, the COS side. Will they do the marketing strategy side or develop one specific part of the business and then grow from there. So that's one thing that I, that's just like a little rant at the end where I want to see my encouragement to not just do growth driven design because it's getting pushed right now by HubSpot um, is to know who you are and to focus on that. And if growth driven design is a part of that, then I think that's great. If web design is really important to you, I think you need to look at this uh, long and hard and probably move in this direction to what degree is up to you. But uh, but know who you are and operate your agency based on that. Awesome. Good thoughts, Gray. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for number 49. 
We are on to 50 in the wrap-up episode. Uh, episode man. 50 coming right up. Almost done with uh, almost done with season four here. That's crazy. Well, we appreciate your listenership as always. Um, if you guys like what you hear, go over and subscribe to iTunes. Uh, excited to do the wrap-up episode number 50. If you guys want to see anything that we've written here in the show notes, we always link out to uh, either different people or different um, some additional thoughts in those show notes. You can go to doingbo.com slash sales journey and check those out. And we will be back next week wrapping up season four. Excited to uh, do that and talk about plans for season five. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash sales journey. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales journey. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.